1: You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. Them pills a a It's your boy DM3 and you're listening to the
0: Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.
1: Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 131 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated Buffalo sports podcast covering the Bills, Sabres, entertainment, and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Go follow us on Twitter at Sports 716 and make sure you check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. The best Bills content out there at Built in Buffalo underscore YouTube, Facebook. Check us out. We are your hosts, of course. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, what's going on?
2: It's been five days since our last record When well, Matt gave the challenge to redo some of these words Making hits like Nick Swisher A month till the uni of St. John Fisher Recording in the spare bedroom Better acoustics than in the chimney flume Tomorrow starts summer vacay Think about Pearl Foster and Ray Ray Witty, not funny, the podcast listen You have to do on Sunday mornings That this is a given With Matt and Tony if the bills are on But single terry has gone I hope Cook's included in this one Flying like a mosquito, like Dan DeVito Delvin is the other twin, James Cook is Schwarzenegger, the Percolator, but if he was, we'd have another win. So when we got a couple linemen from the ruffle double diamond just to run into the game from the inside. Josh is coming to the rock, maybe now in the tent with Haley Steinfeld to make her his new bride. Cannot help it if the alien looks good in shorts, trying hard not to smile with Tyreek in court. Kind of glad it's not Ron from jury duty, showing Mars and how Josh's jacks are kind of fruity. Ripping off apple jacks with a blue ring. They have a history of causing diabetes. It's been five days since our last record. When Matt gave the challenge to redo some of these words, making hits like Nick Swisher. A month till the uni of Saint John Fisher. Recording in the spare bedroom. Better acoustics than in the chimney flume. Tomorrow starts summer vacay. Think about Pro Foster and Ray Ray. (laughs) Foster and Ray Ray. This is our day to day.
1: I just got to put the mic down and just do a little, just take it in <laughs> a little clapping. That was it was exhausting. Incredibly impressive. Yeah. You, I should have practiced were, it more. It was,
3: it was in the your middle. I like, lost it to from to
1: be great. <laughs> that was a very good, Tony. I issued you the challenge. It was met and surpassed in every way. That was your best one yet. That was, that was really good.
3: I wanted to do the whole song. And then I realized very quickly that that was wildly unrealistic. But it's a tough I was still song. pretty. It is. Rhyming Nick Swisher and St. John Fisher, that's when I knew I really had something.
1: That's when you knew you hit gold?
3: I, that's not when I knew I hit gold. That's when I knew I was on the right track. When I knew okay. I hit gold is when I said that Dalvin Cook is the Danny DeVito in the twins. They're not twins, <laughs> but no. in, in the brotherhood. And oh, that James Cook is the Schwarzenegger, the percolator.
1: Tony I, I, Tony, I don't I don't mean to play spoiler here, but Dane DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger are not twins either.
3: Oh, was that the end of the movie? They discover they're not twins. Is that what happens? I don't that's remember. what, what happens. Ha- I don't think that's what happens.
1: All I know is he was like a kindergarten teacher who was also a cop and he had a twin. with That's Dane kindergarten. DeVito, that's he wanted a to get a toy movie. for Christmas. Sorry, I'm mixing my art. Oh, yeah. Movies here.
3: No, no. Just the one. You were right. Turbo Man is in Twins. Is he? And that's like, yeah, that's the twist is that Turbo Man is like the triplet.
1: Yeah. Oh, so that's right. And then yeah. it turns into a three men and a baby situation. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got
3: you. And and it's Arnold's baby because Arnold gets pregnant.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right,
3: with who will become junior. Yes.
1: Did we just write like the Arnold multiverse? Oh. Like the shared universe of Arnold movie? It's crazy because
3: Arnold is like one of the only actors if not the only actor, that they did already write the multiverse in in the form of Last Action Hero.
1: oh, oh of yeah, course. They did
3: that. So really, this would be the sequel. This would be Last Action Hero 2, updated with all the movies he's done since Last Action Hero.
1: Last, Last Action Hero. Yeah. I think we're on to something last here, life. Tony. That parody was uh, a light in the darkness that is current times, if you are a sports fan. It's just baseball. This is the worst. If you're a baseball fan out there, I don't care. This is the worst time. There's no football. There's no basketball. NHL is over. Everything's done except baseball. We got a glimmer of hope this week that Slam Ball was back, but it's not back until like mm. August. i probably. I'm glad it's back. It's long overdue, mm-hmm. but not until August, and then everything starts up again. So dark days here for the next 30 days until training camp starts. So thank you for giving us... That shining beam of light in the form of a song parody this week, Tony. Uh, Listeners, we have a hacked episode for you. Later on, we welcome former WGR personality, current host of the In the Hunt podcast, the Bills podcast, In the Hunt, Greg Bauk, local funny man. Uh, Tony, I thought it was about time. I thought it was about time we had actually someone funny on this show to kind of buck the trend of us being witty. I should say buck the trend, right? Yes, buck the trend. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Buck the trend. Oh,
3: you were doing that. You weren't even trying to be a good podcaster. Wasn't even trying
1: to be. I'm never trying to be a good podcaster.
3: Yeah, we're trying to buck the trend here in 1834.
1: (laughs) But Greg joins us later on to talk bills and his time at GR, and super funny interview. Really. Uh, enjoyed talking to Greg, so treat for the listeners later on. But in honor of our guest, Tony, I thought for this week's draft season, hashtag draft SZN, we would honor Greg in one of his old segments from his GR days. He would do the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Rejection Committee. I thought for this week's draft season, we would kind of pay homage to that and draft items that should be in the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame from present and past Bill Sabres or just Buffalo sports in general. Items that should be in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. And of course, do it in our own witty way. Tony, I had the honors last week. It is your turn to pick number one. What item are you taking to put in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame?
3: So I'm I'm approaching this like you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you see, you know, Elvis's report card like yeah. I'm th- I'm saying this as like it's the it's the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame and Museum.
1: Exactly. Is really where I'm yep.
3: taking this. Okay. You're well taking then, it the right way. <laughs> then so is the Bills fan who made this an historic item that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And that is not just any jersey, but the Kiko Alonjo jersey in question. Oh,
1: no. It's going in the I'm Hall. I have to put some goo on, on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: maybe gugan is the least of our worries in terms of chemically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that oh, there are other goodness.
3: products that they make for such a situation.
1: But yes, oh, the legend uh, of kiko living strong. It's crazy
3: because the legend of kiko like became that, I think in retrospect. We can say say all we want that kiko did earth downs not push ups. But really the legend of kiko was <laughs> was that transaction for his jersey.
1: I think we were in such like a grasp at anything that can be yeah I don't even want to say good but like hope. viral or like that that is known beyond the the bubble of Buffalo. So like that's how the legend of Kiko really became the legend of Kiko because we just needed something to to break that bubble to go national to to be talked about on NFL primetime or so, you know mm-hmm. something like that. I think that's how it really gained steam. Because not like Kiko Alonso came out of like nowhere. He was like a second round pick. Like he was supposed to be good. Like he was supposed relatively to be an good. Yeah, player. yeah. So the legend of and Kiko if is. If he was on like classic. a better team, who knows?
3: You know, like is this a what's that guy's name? Uh, Zach Incognito. Brown. Like is is no? Is this like a Zach Brown leads the league in tackles situation of like? Well, that's not oh, good yeah. that he's leading the league in tackles. But because he yeah, goes but... a rookie, all of a sudden that brings him to a status of being rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, Zach Brown leads the league in tackles because our defense is always on the field. <laughs> right. It's not uh, good. Great number one pick. The legend of Kiko <laughs> Alonzo, uh, Jersey, definitely deserves to go in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. That is iconic, to say the least. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tony, with my number one pick, I feel like this is a shoe in for number one pick. But I think like you did two weeks ago, I'm going to play a little defense here for my number one pick. I am going to go with the Thurman Thomas wooden statue.
3: At Big Tree? Is that what you're speaking of?
1: Is it at Big Tree now? Who knows where it is? It was at the stadium initially. Then it got stolen. (laughs) Some fans stole it. And it was found by some other fans as the statue was about to be burnt. And to that, I say, good on you fans that stole it and tried to burn it. Because that thing is hideous. It is Like, you probably don't know this because you're not a soccer fan, but a couple years ago, Cristiano Ronaldo had, like, a golden bust made of him, and it looked like a painting where his face was, like, warped. Ronaldo's a good-looking dude. Like, you're making him look like a a clown monster here. That's the Thurman Thomas wooden statue to me. It did not look... Anything like Thurman Thomas, it was just a generic wooden statue carved out to be a football player where somebody, I'm guessing of the ages 5 to 10 years old, drew a giant 3-4 in white paint on the front of the statue. It's the most hideous looking thing I've ever seen. So to the fans that did steal it and tried to burn it, good on you because I thought it was extremely disrespectful to a Bills grade.
3: This looks like... Who's like the fake superhero in Pete and Pete? Oh, yeah, that's I know you're talking about, and then even this 34 that they put on here, like in bold white, in spite of the fact that nothing else is has color involved whatsoever.
1: Right? The that's 34, what I'm like,
3: what is this font? That's not a, even a, like you can't do the numbers in the bill's numeric font. The four isn't, it's not even that kind of four. Like, we do the triangle four, and they right. did the
1: The open four,
3: rectangular four, yeah. The open four. They did the open four.
1: Yeah, and I always felt bad for Thurman because he had to take pictures with it, smiling like he was proud of the. No, that thing is butt ass ugly. You should not have to take pictures with that or feel proud of it in any way.
3: We got to get this in the Hall of Fame. Like this is an important. Easily deserves to be. This is important for us to say. Great pick. Totally deserved pick. Your number two pick. Uh, My number two pick goes to a moment, I suppose, of notoriety. But it's a moment where I think a Bills player propelled himself into superstar status because he believed in himself. And he spoke mm. truth to reality when he said, I'm worth millions. So I would love to see the handcuffs that took Co Simpson into the spotlight. Bonnie, Clyde, Co. Give me those handcuffs in the Hall of Fame where we learn that Co Simpson of the Buffalo Bills is worth millions.
1: His handcuffs are worth millions just because they touch Co Simpson.
3: That's what it is. In Catholicism, it's like a uh, second degree relic. Like if yeah. he touched the handcuffs and then we touch the handcuffs, we have the power.
1: I think looking back at that whole situation, it's funnier to me now because... I can totally picture, and this might not be true at all, and probably isn't. Might be. I can totally picture Co Simpson, even though he said he was worth millions of dollars, being a guy who like blew all his money in like the first year of his career. That's what literally I thought. No money.
3: Part of the problem was
1: he has too many resources. He's just blowing through them, and
3: we're, it happened in D- Detroit, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It yes.
3: That's what I think it was is he's just blowing up detroit
1: is co-simpson the reason for the automobile industry's recession
3: that's a good conspiracy theory we should share that later (laughs) the uh i was gonna say a lot of detroit's problems probably started from co-simpson probably was and dare i say not to march on sacred ground here but was co-simpson on the team when ralph was the owner
1: i believe so yes he
3: was yes he was ralph lived in detroit you put (laughs) two and two together
1: we're connecting some dots. We're Matthew We're McConaughey, True Detective dots. Season Big 1, time. Red String on the board.
3: Big time. What does uh, Co, Co Simpson know of... about exploratory submarines? That's what I want to know. Maybe a little is too there? much.
1: <laughs> is it too soon? Oh my. I don't know. Is it's it, been six I don't hours. What does Coe Simpson <laughs> know about exploratory submarines? Probably more than we think. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and of course... Coe's greatest legacy, carrying on the great tradition of the Simpson name in Buffalo sports lore. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Co, one of we the best you. you know how we Dante Whitner was like, I want to change my name to Hitner. Yeah,
3: two safeties <laughs> with apparently the biggest egos. <laughs> right. You would never think Marv would go for that, but here we are.
1: I know. Why didn't Co? His nickname should have been Ko. His,
3: his nickname should have been be Coj. There.
1: Oh no! Moral of the story: nothing good is associated with Co Simpson. <laughs> Uh, I would say
3: most problems look to Co first. I think it's a
1: safe bet. Uh, great number two pick. Tony, for my second pick, I'm going to switch franchises for a second here and go with the Sabres. And I have to go with the most famous out of date of the times fax machine there ever was. I'm going to go oh, with Darcy Regeer's fax machine. That's a good if, pick. For the listeners who don't know pick. the story, player by the name of Michael Zigamanis. Great last name, by the way. Great hockey last name was the 64th overall pick by the Sabres in 1999, who thought he would be joining the organization in 2001 after signing his first professional contract until one of the most embarrassing moments, I think, in a drought window of embarrassing moments for the Sabres franchise happened when Darcy Regeer tried to submit Zigomanis' professional contract to the NHL literally right at the deadline, like the minute before the deadline ended. But the fax machine malfunctioned and the league didn't receive the paperwork in time. The Sabres lost uh, their rights to him. He would go back into the draft and Carolina took him. All because the use of a fax machine was not performed to its fullest function by a very old, probably very confused man named Darcy Regeer. <laughs> Darcy Regeer's fax <facts> machine deserves <laughs> to be in the ground. I like, I like this narrative
3: thing. that Darcy Regeer is like old and confused. My, even though like he was he was neither, but he, he was both. But he was both. He was yeah. But he
1: was he was old, well, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> he was the I uncle Leo that of Mm. Can NHL you take DMS. me
2: home? I
3: would think that a lot of Adelphia branded batteries were going home.
1: The is like restoring, storing all their illegal tax returns in Darcy's yes. office.
3: <laughs> it is. In Darcy's office's bathroom. It's history repeating itself, what we're seeing right now.
1: Exactly. All
3: the, all the, yes. Adel- the Adelphia files were in the shower of Darcy Regeer's office bathroom.
1: I think that's that can only be the case. So Darcy, with his fumbling of the fax machine, should be part of Buffalo history and go in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Tony, third and final pick. Take us home. <sighs>
3: okay. I have a couple that I'm really toying between. I'm going to draft Rex Ryan's truck.
1: Oh, wow. Not where I thought you'd go.
3: Really interesting. Okay,
1: there's so, there's so many Ryan Rex Ryan Ryan brothers stuff, right?
3: Yeah, I know. But Rex Ryan's truck, I think, is symbolic of what he was trying to do. Of like this all in. Like I'm getting a tattoo. I'm wrapping my truck. I'm driving my truck to Fisher. There's pictures mm-hmm. going around in social media of like, hey, I saw Rex Ryan's truck. Like Meeting that, With Jim
1: Kelly at Big Tree.
3: Oh man, the meeting with Jim Kelly at Big Tree, which is obviously purely for Sports Illustrated. Right. Not, I've,
1: I've never been to Big Tree? Have you been to Big Tree? No, I haven't. I don't even. I've never know been if it there. Really exists.
3: Yeah, I. We should, I have no We should do reason. a
1: live show from there just to find out if it exists. But Rex Ryan, you could pick so many things from Rex Ryan. You can. I actually had this on my list, so I, I wasn't going to take it with my third pick, but Ryan brothers tandem bike.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Classic. I, I
3: figured that might have been. On a list somewhere, on a draft board. Yep. It is a classic.
1: Was looks like, like the cool. biggest tryhard in Bill's history? Yes. Absolutely. Do
3: you think that the tandem bike that they rode was the same tandem bike that Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt rode? Oh,
1: interesting. Like the organization just has one tandem yeah, bike. Yeah, it's like the
3: PSE. is like PSC's tandem bike.
1: Yeah, maybe. That's a, that's a good like point. I didn't think of that. If
3: it's the same bike, maybe that should go in the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, That's like a double. Absolutely. It's like a two. So you should pro. go regardless. But like Rex Ryan, just huge tryhard wearing the Clemson helmet during one of his press conferences. Oh, yeah. The tandem bike, the truck, the changing his tattoo. I did not like anything about the Rex Ryan era. I didn't like the Rex <laughs> Ryan hiring. Same. I like if this was a men in black situation, just erase that. Just give me the flashy thing in my face. Let me forget about that time. That's reset I, I
3: knew it was a disaster from the start. My reaction yep, to that when they too. hired him was. Look, I want to make the playoffs, but not like this. This doesn't feel good. Dirty. This feels, yeah, yeah, this feels dirty. And like the shower isn't cleaning me.
1: I don't like this. And the walk of shame the next morning is not good.
3: Yes, of course. I'm walking back from Rob Ryan's house without withholding my shoes.
1: Gross. Yeah, Rex Ryan... I think anything could go into this category. I think Rex Ryan could be his own category. He's, his own wing in the Hall of Fame could be Rex yes. Ryan items. For sure. It's like this, the steroids wing at the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll have just a Rex Ryan wing at the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. With my third pick, Tony, I'll go with this one because it's kind of like in the vein of your first pick, the Kiko Alonso jersey. It's also a clothing item. But maybe this one isn't so witty. It's more synonymous with, or maybe it just, I should better say, jump-started Bill's fandom, Bill's mafia-ness. I'm going to go with, for my third pick, an item that should be in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, Stevie Johnson's Why So Serious shirt. (laughs) What a Mr.
3: Relevant pick. That is a great pick. That could have gone number one. That is a great pick.
1: where was I my just head? I feel like in. it was so the start of The start of Bill's mafia, yes. right? Ooh. I think that was the first time I said, Oh, we finally have someone that's like cool. <laughs> yeah, team, no, like, yes.
3: You took the words right and out of a my swagger mouth. Yes. who like, like wants oh, to be
1: like cool, good, or who portrays like a sense of belonging in the rest of uh-huh. the like we've had for years and years, just like this morose, dire oh, this team is so bad. Like we're doing this again year after year, and, like no on one or nine years. Yeah. Yeah, like no one cares about this team. No one cares about the players. They're just blah. The Nothing's players exciting. don't care. Yeah, the this players the are just going through them, the motions. You know. Yeah. Steve, I thought was really the first guy that really like, hey, let me be a, a be a symbol of this organization and uh, right. just personified like this coolness. And he was really good to boot. Super underrated player. Felt like it was the first time we had a player that kind of grabbed national attention. It's been years and years and years since a Bills player at that time grabbed national attention. I feel like Stevie was able to do that because he was really good on the field and he brought a swagger. Some of my favorite Bills moments are Stevie Johnson touchdown celebrations, the Why So Serious shirt. The absolute favorite one is him making fun of Plaxico shooting himself in the thigh. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that was classic. That was classic. I love Stevie. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite Bills of all time. So uh, his Why So Serious shirt, I think... Deserves to be in the uh, Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Absolutely.
3: You had a very strong draft, man. Oh, thank um, you. Top to bottom, very strong Scouting
1: draft. was on point.
3: Kuiper is just salivating right now
1: over this whole thing.
3: <laughs> May I mention my honorable mention?
1: Yes, please do.
2: If I had the last pick, if
3: I had Mr. Relevant, this pick seems like a Mr. Relevant kind of pick. Like the flyer, the throwaway, who knows how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. You're probably just going to release them after a week anyway. I was going to draft Anquan Bolden.
1: Oh, okay.
3: One of the greatest like wide that. receivers in Bill's history.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, that is we'll very be in true. a lot of
3: Halls of fame. Hall of Fames, Halls of Fame, Halls of Fame, I think. And then another honorable mention that I had was the blade that got Clint Malarsha.
1: Oh, that's a good one, actually.
3: I thought it was too violent because I had already done like kind of a violent one.
1: So, yeah. But really, it could be
3: like a wing like the... The bloody weaponry of Buffalo sports history.
1: That is such an iconic yeah. o. J.'s nice. moment in Buffalo sports. It, <laughs> yeah, well, that was <laughs> yeah. that was iconic for a different reason. <laughs> <But> right. Quinn <laughs> Malarczyk, though, like, I feel like that you can, image you can have is the image. just like yeah. ingrained in my head. And, yeah, that was nuts. And then for it to happen again, I think it's only happened like two times where a guy's neck got sliced by a skate. Clint Larchuk in Buffalo and then Richard Zednick in Buffalo again, right? Playing for the Panthers. So, like, only have it happen twice and both being Buffalo is just wild. So, that's a very good honorable mention. I only had one other honorable mention, and it is also with the Sabres organization. One of my favorite stories, even though it was, uh, it happened long before I was born. I think the Taro Sugimoto draft card. (laughs) If yeah, listeners the don't card. know, the Taro card is, probably is in, it, it but, should be if it's not. But yeah, the
3: card is probably one of
1: the halls of fame. You think so? I would hope so. I mean, it's.
3: Sh- I think it should be should be in Toronto if it's not a it story like be, that. Like that's Toronto, made for a museum.
1: Absolutely. So if listeners don't know the story, Taro Sujimoto is not a real person. <laughs> it's the name of a fictitious hockey player who was selected by the Sabres GM at the time. Punch Imlac, which is a great name, by the like an all time name. name. Yep. Punch Imlock. Just to have the name Punch is, is incredible. Taro Sujimoto was the 183rd overall draft pick in the 11th round of the 1974 NHL amateur draft. Uh, and this was this stemmed from Punch Imlach just being, I guess so annoyed with the fact that the draft went 11 rounds and was going forever so as a sign of protest he deliberately just made this fake name up to get like the thing going and just kind of give a jab to the nhl <laughs> uh-huh. it's it's awesome it's a great story like this guy was just so frustrated after hours of draft and he's just like a f it give him a fake name but then I the nhl it. didn't it's know the genius of fun. and fun right with it uh,
3: yes yes it was they were really drafted the Charles Tujimota was announced from the Japanese hockey league. Yes. It was amazing. announced and they moved on. Yes.
1: Great, great moment in Buffalo sports history. A lot of great Absolutely, moments in yes. sports history. Listeners, of course, we will put our draft season online. Give us your thoughts. Let us know what you think. If we missed any, because there's so many very funny, dare I say, witty things that have happened in Buffalo sports history that a lot of candidates could have been chosen by us tonight. But those are our picks. Let us know what you think. Tony. We got a guest to get to, though, and no, that guest isn't Marv Levy, unfortunately. Maybe no. one day. But we will no. hear his sultry, angelic voice before we welcome Greg Bauck to the show. Tony, are you ready to, uh, kick, it to kick it to Marv? Let's kick it to Marv. Let's kick it to Marv. Marv, take it away. We'll be back oh, after no. the break.
0: fight, Come on, let's win for
1: And we are back listeners 130 episodes in we have tortured you enough with listening to tony and i try and be funny so we thought it was about time and long overdue that we got someone who is actually funny to join our show that is why it is our honor to welcome former wgr personality current host of the in the hunt podcast and former and current and even though we can't predict it probably future actual funny guy mr greg Bout, greg Thank you so much for being part of the pod this week.
0: Thank you for setting me up to fail. It's like, you just can't do that. Like you have the self-deprecating title of witty, not funny, but you're funny. So you can't just say this guy's funny and now I have to deliver. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm very sensitive. My original intro was you were kind of the inspiration for this podcast, I'd say. All going back to your WGR days, the comedic creativity you would bring to those shows, Chopin the Bulldog and all those shows on GR, Sports Talk Radio, was some of my favorite stuff to listen to, especially... Your skits, like Greg Buck, the old timey announcer, those were just gold. I, I I would tune in just for your stuff. So I didn't want to put that kind of pressure on you, but since we're recording, I already am. So no that's added pressure now. No,
0: now you're going to find out how well I handle compliments, which is way funny. worse than I handle anything else. So, but
1: thank you, I appreciate it. So Yes, those are some of our favorites. Listeners, if you haven't heard Greg do his Greg Buck impersonation, and skit, whatever you want to call it, search on YouTube, have a listen. It is well worth your time. And if you're listening, don't be alarmed. Tom Hanks is very much still alive. I promise so you. That's the problem with the old Greg Buck bits. Like they came yeah. up on
0: the spot, something would happen. And I don't know what you're talking about, about producing them. We just found tapes of this old play-by-play announcer, Greg Buck. And we played on the air, the name being similar, is just coincidence. Um, So we would just find these really interesting historical things that happened in the sports world and the entertainment world, and we would just play them on the air. So I'm not sure what you meant by that. When you hear them now out of context, like there's a four minute one out there about Wayne Fonce being shot, and you would have no idea why that, like why Wayne Fonce, was he shot? Was he in a parade? Like, I have no idea what's going on, but the day that it was played on the air it made a lot of sense because it was part of the conversation about like how Wayne Fonts never got fired from the Lions and the joke came up that like you couldn't get him out as the Lions coach even if you shot him so like that makes sense that day but if you hear it 7 days later you'd think that that show was like insane like this makes absolutely no sense and there's a lot of that out there audio recordings that don't make sense if you did not hear them that day just in case someone is just diving in for, for the first time and you're listening to them. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. You have to understand that at the time it probably made even less sense.
1: But Greg, let's go back to your time at GR felt like with you and guys like Nick Mendoa and his bills raps and Jeremy white with his, these are the best segments, for example, like you guys were kind of this new wave you ushered in a new era of Buffalo sports talk, kind of getting away from the GR, the past, the old heads like the coach Chuck Dickerson and Art Wander and those guys. So just take our listeners through your start on the radio real quick. And if you found it difficult to kind of integrate comedy into a sports talk that was purely talking sports probably up until you guys I would say sure it's a long story I love telling it I do want to make sure that
0: Tony is allowed to talk like because you said before record that Tony wasn't allowed to talk unless you've spoken to so I'm speaking to Tony to make sure that Tony can indeed talk Tony is I, always allowed to talk.
3: <clears throat> I took it deliberately to heart and was following directions
0: I thought maybe you just didn't like me Tony was like no I'm not talking this, this guy sucks <laughs> It
3: was to, more from the beginning of how he gave you all those compliments, and I was like,
1: This is a, I haven't gotten complimented
3: awesome. like that in yeah. 110 years. Like, you've known me for 15 this years. This is
0: horse shit. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I'm gonna email this podcast to my wife, and maybe she'll respect me. That's the whole, <laughs> give that's you right. brownie <laughs>
1: points. Finally, respect
0: you. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe, maybe. I
3: found that this podcast garners tons of respect with women,
0: so. <laughs> if there's one thing i know women love beta males like they just like when you say you're witty and not funny and you like totally like yeah we're not that great women are like oh i, I gotta listen to those guys they, yeah. they they got it all they 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 know who they are
2: <laughs> they're not <laughs> they who they are. recording
0: basements. in a basement a spare bedroom <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a really nice basement though like a nice sign behind you <laughs> He's got a nice clock. So is that's that just a, a, that's a Chip is and Joanna
1: Cole's Gaines original there, Greg. Okay. Well, well, Wow. I should have recognized
0: that. Yeah.
1: Is that your Coles Cash for this
0: month? The, 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 yeah, the, yep, the, that's the, my Coles Cash. Mm, I got a frying pan. I'm not going to lie. It is nonstick and it changes the way you do it. So like, I am at that age where a pan will excite me more than a Bills regular season game. Like, it's just such a nice pan. I'm so afraid I'm going to scratch it. I wash it separately from my other pans because I don't want pan fracturing in the sink. Because once it's once it scratches a little, your your omelets are just screwed. So what was the question? again? got out. I'm, yeah, just throw, <laughs> I did. I throw I throw my pans out. I don't mess around. Yes. You mentioned GR and the the man that was a really cool golden age of uh, GR, like with Jeremy just getting together with a guy named Brad Ryder, who's still out and about in Bills Media, um, and B- Buffalo Media does UB games and things. They were on at night, and they they were something special. Mandola, Dan Hager, I'm probably forgetting names while wow, I'm really that old, but we had a bunch of really funny guys doing things. But I came along a lot earlier than them. Not a lot of people know that, because the first six years I worked at GR, I worked overnights. So I used to run a show called The John Otto Show. It was weird. Um, Old guy that had a really cool vocabulary. May have been insane, but uh, he was he was super fun at night. So I never saw the light of day. And then I got to produce Chuck Dickerson's show. So I got to saw see firsthand kind of what he was like. Chuck had his own thing. He was huge. He was a coach of the Bills and he was a loud shouter. Man, did he have a following. Like people love Chuck and you would not like whatever he said went. So it was kind of hard to um, be contrary to anything he said when I would do like weekend sports and stuff like that. So Chuck listeners kind of took over the station. So it was kind of like a weird time. Now, Art Wander, I would produce his shows. Now, Art's a legend. He did so much in Buffalo Media. I think at the end, he was just kind of having fun. He would do a two-hour show. He would pick up the newspaper. I'll never forget, I was producing the show the day the Bison schedule came out and the newspaper printed it. So you're talking like four pages of a newspaper. Newspapers weren't on paper. They used to come out of boxes. It was the internet, but it was like slow over time because it was printed on trees. Um, He would take out the newspaper. You hear flipping on the ear, and he read through the Bison schedule. Like that was like, oh. And then on July 7th, they go to Scranton-Wiltsburg for four games, probably gonna be hot. Like that was two hours of radio. So it was kind of like, okay. Then a bunch of younger people kind of came in and just goofed around. And I can't believe... I was thinking about this today, not even thinking about your uh, witty, witty nation. By the way, have you considered Witty City? It rhymes. Uh, wow. I'm in See, marketing. This is why mm. we had John Gray. I'm in marketing. We so. have. These it. are the moments yeah. that define the These podcast. The <laughs> so, um, So Witty City, before I even knew I was this coming out idea. with Witty City, I was thinking about the morning show. I was just, just kind of unchecked. There was a bunch of kindergartners running around, and I would do bits. And a lot of them were really bad. But it's AM radio. Who cares? And so I failed a lot before by the time i was producing for Chopin the bulldog it like kind of fine-tuned it those guys were just the best two guys to work with i still listen to them constantly i love listening to them talk about sports i love their style they never prep like they don't have to they just and it's always been like that they, they prep for sports like they watch and live and breathe sports but they don't get together i don't know if you guys plan a lot like even if it's just a text message and talk about what you're going to talk about they just don't really often do that they just kind of know what going on and they just work together really. It's it's kind of a miracle. If you don't like their show, I don't know what to tell you. I just think they're freaking brilliant and they're just really good together. Of course, Howard and Jeremy are great too, but I'm kind of like I work with Mike and Chris for so long that I'm kind of just always singing their praises, but I just kind of floated in there and uh, it just clicked and we just were really, really goofy. They like that kind of crap and it uh, it ended up being a lot of fun.
1: Did you have freedom to to do that? Did the station ever give you pushback? Almost never.
0: I got feedback two times. I got pushback two times in my entire GR career. And I'm talking, I did weird stuff. I'll try and think of an example as I'm talking. But the two times that I had pushback, I'll tell you. There was one time my wife and her friend watched The Bachelor and I hated it. So my friend's girlfriend watched The Bachelor. My wife watched The Bachelor. And they would kind of like, sometimes we'd be together when they're watching together. We'd make fun of it. We ended up emailing lines back and forth about how much we hated it turned into a four-way email with two other guys that didn't like the bachelor then i just started recapping it as a joke to an email then i posted it on the gr website like the recap of the bachelor and the boss at gr who's andy roth the time, came down to the office like no I've already done weirdly weird blogs and stuff. He's like, you can't put this on. It's a sports station. You can't do that. It got like more hits than anything that's ever been on GR site. And he's like every week. So for 22 years, I recapped the bachelor, not always on GR site, but that happened. That was the first time I got pushed back, but I won. Second time I got pushed back, it was a crushing defeat. And I'll never, I still hate that this happened. Don't worry, Tony, I'm almost done talking. It's almost your turn um <laughs> no
3: we're gonna take a deep dive into the bachelor like i'm glad okay. you're warming up on the bachelor. Good. most of my questions are bachelor related
0: well this part goes nowhere so get ready for the bachelor because <laughs> this is just this part's just sad things would just come up chris isaac was doing the national anthem at a baseball game and we just got an email somehow someone tweeted it, it maybe i think it was before twitter even so we found out chris isaac was singing the national anthem at a baseball game which is just Dead summer news, like nothing good is going on. If you find out Chris Isaac singing the national anthem at a baseball game, you know the sports news wire has run dry. So we found this out, and just for the hell of it, I have no idea why, I got – Karaoke version of Wicked Game and sang the National Anthem to the tune of Wicked Game. So it's like, the bombs bursting in air, the rocket's red glare. And like I said, like I, it was terrible, but it sounded enough like Chris Isaac in the background, like a really horrible rendition of Chris Isaac in the background. Like, I was so proud of this. The lyrics, the way they fit to Wicked Game, it had the backtrack of it. Like you could see the half-naked woman on the beach dancing to Chris Isaac's um, version of the National Anthem. And it like just exploded the room. It was really funny. We we knew when something was funny when those when I can get Chris to bury his head in his hands and laugh, like I knew I had a winner. And one person called the station, and it was and I know who it was. It was the same guy. Like I answered that phone all the time, so I knew like just the terrible people that would just call and complain. He called and complained that we were like desecrating the national anthem, so the the bit got pulled and we didn't play mm. it. At the end. Three times and it ruined my life. And I still, when I see Andy yelling on that, Chris Isaac's "Wicked Game" national anthem should it be in the um, Smithsonian or something. That's not.
1: So Isaak and degrading should not go together. You, you no. did an honor to the national anthem. Yeah. Well, Chris probably Isaac. not. It was probably super like <laughs> sacrilegious isn't the word because
0: it's not religious, but you know that's 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 a tough song right. to mess with. But
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: I just know the guy that did complain about it. He would call every day and complain about something. It wasn't that he was complaining. He was just complaining because he liked to complain. And that one, the boss got nervous because it's the national anthem, so he pulled the plug
1: on. Tony, we should find this. Guy, Greg, if you can help us find this guy, Tony does a song parody at the beginning of every yeah. one of our episodes. I want to hear what this guy has to say. I was ready for parodies. when
0: Ryan Bates came back. You had two really good song parodies for it. I do my research. <laughs> I listen to you, but I do on. I'm on Spotify, and so I found the May 2022 episode, like episode 86 or something like that, where Ryan Bates came back. It was very confusing for me to listen to the, your most recent episode and find out it was a year ago. Don't worry the story has been explained to me. You do have new episodes out there. <laughs> okay, okay. What you did. Yes. Someone did celebrate and then someone else did it was about being back, but I was mad listening that you didn't do um the boys are back in town. Like Ryan Bay oh. back and this is
1: this this, one. this 3 minutes one of this to...
0: episode is worthless to everyone listening because <laughs> no one remembers that episode. No one cares about ryan bates at this point but,
1: but now everyone will go back and listen to that episode, yeah, so yeah. thank you
0: well it, to say that no one cares about ryan bates at this point
3: is egregiously uh, untrue what's the, what's the connection what's the connection
1: with him to your podcast
0: uh we,
3: we, we, we decided just decided he's him. our sweet
1: he's our sweet baby <laughs> yeah. boy he's our friends
0: yeah he said i like him too there's nothing not to like about him
1: i think his legend of kiko ness, whatever however you want to phrase it grew tony correct me if i'm wrong but it grew because it was a time when the Bills just were plugging and playing every single mm-hmm. offensive lineman they had like, on the roster and would not give Ryan Bates a chance. And it's like, everyone you play sucks. <laughs> give Ryan Bates a chance. He If he sucks, then he's just on par with everyone else. But I'm guessing he's at least marginally better than everyone you're putting out there. So I think his his lore kind of grew within our Our little circle here right tony
3: and then soon as that happened that's when rick bates was revealed which is just enough of a persona to ignite the interest of the entire bills
0: nation he got pr involved so the the free fill in the blank name here thing like lots, lots of fans will like hang on to a guy i'm trying to think of like the running back, uh, Brashear was his name, you know, like, so Xavier Oman, whatever it is, every year there's a free this guy, mm-hmm. play him more thing. It took a, like, what's the opposite of taking a hit? If something takes a hit, it means it was bad for it, but it got, what do the kids say these days? If you're walking through the mall, passing by Hot Topic, and there's a kid talking about how something is, the stock has gone up, what would they say other than take a hit?
2: Slaying. Slaying. Slang, probably um, not,
0: but we'll go with slang. yeah. It's probably slang in like early 2020.
3: But oh, you're I'm the bottom,
1: only yeah. one saying it's slang. oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, not now because now I'm going to start saying it. To right? Yeah. Tony says it. That like really got the stock went up on the free with um Isaiah Hodgins. Like everyone was like, "Why do they never play Hodgins?" And right, like, you you. Who's going to second guess a coaching staff that wins 13 games a year? You know, no one until he goes to another team. That's like, oh yeah, he was really good. And the free people were right. So now, now when they start saying free someone, will they listen?
1: Probably not. Although I do like Jeremy's current push and I'm all on this for those Buffalo statues. And, And Greg, maybe you don't know, but we're, I think the only podcast that has a host who is on the official Buffalo Bills fan advisory board, the push Tony now on Bill's media okay. Bill's social media content is to get those Buffalo statues as big as humanly possible for the new stadium. The video that came out, they were underwhelmingly small looking to scale. So next fan advisory board meeting, make sure you push that oh. initiative. <laughs>
3: I was under the impression that they were like several stories tall. We all have the problem. That's yeah, why that's, they're, yeah. Not. Yeah, they're this, not, we need them to be this. They're going to get an earful. <laughs> they, they were already getting an earful for the uh, limit to two camp days per person crime that they're doing here that's not good
1: oh no in this
0: instance tony will not wait until he's spoken to to speak he's going to jump right in and talk about bigger buffaloes.
3: yes i will fight tooth and nail (laughs) for the bigger buffaloes it is primary season i am running a (laughs) write-in campaign if you want bigger buffaloes you will write tony ambrose on your ballot any district I am eligible in all districts. District comptroller
1: um, Tony Ambrose for bigger bucks. <laughs> yeah, Tony Ambrose
3: paid for, for by bucks. friends
1: of Tony Ambrose,
3: and it's approved by me. Yeah. Automatic approvals. Whoever wants to produce a uh, ad for me. It's automatically
0: approved. He wants Witty City to believe that this is what he does. There it is. He's just the mayor of Witty
1: City.
3: (laughs) You just cost me like 20 minutes
1: of extra editing. Because now i got to (laughs) change Witty Nation to Witty City. Thank you. Yeah,
3: But you have to do it retroactively to all the past 129 episodes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yes.
3: Whenever we said nature Well, for Greg, just the past
0: 86. Do a podcast. I never listen to it. That's not an insult. I can't listen to podcasts. I write all day and I can't listen to people talk because then I'll start writing about what they talk about. So I have to listen to music and it can't be music that's new and interesting because then I'll like listen to the music and not do that. So it has to be interesting enough where it's not driving me insane, but not too interesting. Is this making any sense? Are we recording? What what time does the
1: podcast oh, yeah. start? <laughs> okay. Don't listen to okay. Shay's Lounge <laughs> if you want to. Shay's Lounge. drive you insane.
3: It's insane. The artist is Wet, wet what? Leg. Wet oh, Leg. Wet
1: Leg. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you um, but don't listen to it? It'll drive you insane.
0: Oh, I'm already there, and it's uh it's it's there. It doesn't have enough listens. You didn't know this when you. But I ruin things. Like I don't. I'm not a very good guest. Oh no, no, I don't try to do that. But I um am kind of just the worst human being that I've ever. Been. We so we I, go off. Topic don't stay and on good. a tangent
1: all the time. Don't but worry. That is my tangents are interesting. They're just terrible. Like they didn't, who cares?
3: No, I don't think it's ruined. I would say that. Our podcast, Build as a Sports podcast, is 40% sports, 30% talking about lost. Show, references. 15 lost. years old. Yeah. And then the other 15% talking about- Nonsense. Circumstances and whatever.
1: Conspiracies.
3: Yeah, conspiracies. Yes. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I'm saying.
1: We should give Greg some of our best conspiracies and see what he thinks. if If they hold weight or if they're just complete nonsense. What do you think, Greg?
3: That's what I was thinking, too. Would you like to hear some conspiracies, some Bill's conspiracies?
1: I I would like to
0: hear them. I will tell you, it's going to be tough to convince me that a conspiracy is true. Well, the conspiracy... We'll do our best. ...doesn't exist beyond us, so it's fine. It's fine. Matt, why don't you do
3: the honors on the first of our theories that we have developed?
1: We'll start with one of our favorites, that uh, Von Miller actually has no friends in the NFL. Von Miller is the
2: (laughs) prototypical
1: guy... That thinks he's friends with everyone, but nobody likes him. Like he's texting everyone. Nobody is returning his texts, but he thinks he's friends with everyone just because he is texting them. What do you think?
0: oh i see now i told you i'm not gonna it's gonna be hard to sway me and then you said well these aren't real conspiracies i don't know if conspiracy the words i think that's just intelligent like i never thought about that and th- what's controversial about that von miller my, and i've never thought about this so i'm kind of just thinking out loud it makes a ton of sense because everything he says is just really weird but it's von miller von miller is like the kid who's the first one to get super Tech Mobile. And no one wanted to play with him, but then he got super Techno ball So everyone's hanging out of his house because okay. he's Vaughn Miller. Like the dude's one of the best football players of all time. So, yeah, we're not going to like make fun of him because he'll murder our quarterback. But he's just never right about anything and way no. too energetic about being everyone's friend. And DeAndre Hopkins definitely like was not listening to him to come to Buffalo. None no. of that was true. So, yeah,
1: maybe Derrick Henry. You know, no, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just really <laughs> unpleasant to be around. He's just an amazing football player. So I like it. Possibly. Okay. So we got, we got one. We, I think we got you on board with one, Tony, give him another one. Well, you said that there was this friction
3: about the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Our next theory is that DeAndre Hopkins wants to be a bill so bad because he's actually the love child of Andre Reed. And that is why he is named DeAndre Hopkins. He's of Andre. Oh, okay. Reed.
0: This is like flat Earth territory. Like this yeah. is like why don't we're, I see the bend? That's basically what you're you're <laughs> talking about. How when you're on an airplane and you're looking at the horizon, there's no bend, so the Earth is actually indeed flat. This is that level. You went from like an intelligent went from zero to, 100, yeah. to yeah. That was this is good. This I like okay, this typical, yep. Now here's why I think it's true because the, the the language does fit. He is of Andre. How's the age fit? Because I feel like Andre Reed's son would probably be, you know, like the movie Creed, where like mm-hmm. they had to like, if they wanted to get that actor, I can't think of his name, to play the son of Creed, it kind of had to be like, well, his sperm was frozen for 20 years. And then he grew like, the age did not match up with the uh, with the movie Creed. His father no. died in like <laughs> 1982. And then all of a sudden this guy's boxing. He should be 40 years old. This isn't working. So I want to make sure that this Andre Reed, DeAndre Hopkins thing, Lines up. Andre Reed. He was drafted in '85, so that would put him born around 1965. He was born in 1965. Let's do the math. So he's almost someone. Please help me out because I can't do. That. He's 59. He's 50. Okay, so he's 60. So his son, even at 30, the son would be in this. Okay, yes. Okay. I guess I talked about. So it yeah. Is
1: 30. Yeah, that's
0: weird. So DeAndre Hopkins is Andre Reed's son. That's of Andre.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: Um, Amazing that he
0: isn't just signing then. You'd think that he would.
1: I know. You think it would. Live.
0: I know. I mean, they'll give eighty-three to everyone, so I'm sure they'll give it to the the <laughs> shittiest tight end. Oh, can I swear I didn't ask? About
1: no, you that. you can swear yeah, absolutely.
0: Ahead. I let swear? Piss farts. It. celebration
1: of it. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's not for this, kids, <laughs> it's
0: for adults. We can't swear. <laughs> this could be like a
1: demetrius Demetrius. Do we ever determine that? Demetrius Bell situation. Wasn't he Carl Malone's son? He was Carl Malone. Buy- was yeah. One of yeah. many Carl
0: Malone's sons. Yeah. I think Carl Malone was almost like a farmer where he would just spray a seed and like kids would pop up. And one of them was a giant tackle. Um that worked out well. I still think it's possible that um, he could sign here. I We he think so, too. He left Tennessee and New England without a contract, so no one wants to get him out. It makes no sense. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a football pro. I watch the games, I promise, but I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm not in fantasy football anymore. Um, I still call him the San Diego Chargers. Like I'm out of touch with the NFL. I still think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, right? It doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't have signed yet, so... Longer, that's not the case. Let's go. I, I, I want them, yeah.
1: We'll you don't want to it would be a Mac lot of fun. Jones or Will Levis. It would be a lot of fun, him and Steph just yelling at Josh fun. on the sidelines. <laughs> that's right, they can hang up
0: on Josh and finally get through to him. <laughs> yeah, that's what they need. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's a good segue into my next uh conspiracy. I'm a, is I'm a pro. um am Diggs actually isn't mad at anyone. He's just mad that he doesn't have a closer group of friends. He has Josh Allen. We know they're best buddies. They're on the cover of sports illustrator kids, da, da, da. but outside of that, he just wants a group of friends to hang out with. And he doesn't feel like he's getting that camaraderie from anyone other than Josh Allen. That's why he's going to bar mitzvahs. He feels like he belongs. He, what, wide receivers are kind of weird. I think you're going to have too many people around you
0: that want to be, and will act like your friend when you're that good and that rich, that there's no loneliness. So maybe mm there'll be some pettiness in that friendship and some emptiness. And like, when you really need someone and you're rich and famous, who can you really trust? So I think that's a life that I would, that's why I've never become rich and famous. Um, It's it's really like, who do you turn to at that point? You guys, you're pieces of shit. I can never trust you. Like you're only in it for the fame and the glory clearly. So if I'm Stefan Diggs, who can you really trust in your circle? So I think there's a lot of that. And I don't know wide receiver, you have to be a different, the only people more messed up than wide receivers are cornerbacks because you just have to fail so much as a cornerback and then forget it. I actually have a lot of respect for cornerbacks. That's like burnt skin um, times a thousand, but wide receivers are, they, they get all the rules broken for them. Like you get to, you get to set picks, but you can't touch them. And, you know, wide receivers are kind of divas and they're insane. So, you know, the meme. Um, Like, it shows, like, the quarterback saying his tweet is, like, go team. The running back's tweet is, like, Bills Nation. And the wide receivers go just, like, the enemy speaks softly and carries a knife. Like, wide receivers are very mercurial. And Stephon Diggs definitely is. So, on my podcast, it's called the In the Cast. You can find it where you buy all of your podcasts. It's free. If someone's charging you for the In the Hunt cast, that's not, don't. It's wrong
1: podcast. (laughs) I write a blog.
0: We have a Patreon because we're
1: desperate. Someone, If you're paying for the In the Hunt cast, call the FBI. Someone's hunting you. (laughs) Well,
0: we do have a Patreon. So people pay for like bonus episodes and blogs. So we have to host it. So I hate it with a passion, but Kyle and Sean make me do it. Um, I have to write a blog. And I did like, problem with the Stefan Diggs thing is it's actually is interesting, but it's, you can't like, it's so out of control that reacting to it. Feels like putting gasoline on a fire so i get upset mm-hmm. when everyone's like oh coach mcdermott screw this up and oh, stefan Diggs is leaving to another team and oh there's something he hates josh and oh josh must have hit him with a frying pan like it's just people get so dumb that actually thinking about what happened makes you feel really dirty as being a part of it it's like you know reading the tabloids in the supermarket like oh, i'm just filthy i'm just contributing to this mess in society so but i took some time and actually like list it out. What are the possible things that actually could be the case? Like what are the possibilities? And I think if you do that without, without saying, you know, what's happening and willing to admit that you might be wrong thinking about what actually is going on there. I haven't heard a lot of, because I've avoided um, like theories on what actually did happen that I think are plausible. Like the Ken Dorsey thing. It's like, come on. No, he didn't just show up that day and remember that Ken Dorsey was off his offensive coordinator it doesn't seem possible if he showed up the whole thing that he showed up for practice and took a physical or whatever and then left changes that can't be the case unless Ken Dorsey met him in the hallway and hit him with a playbook and he said no this is shit I'm leaving like that's the only possible case that is so I think he just came in and maybe because he hasn't talked maybe someone like McDermott made a joke like oh nice of you to show up or oh good to hear from me it's been too well, and like Maybe Diggs, like you're saying, doesn't have any real friends, took offense to that, and then just left. And then McDermott's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, why Why did – okay, I'm very concerned. And, like, 30 seconds Mm -hmm. later, he went out and talked and said he's very concerned, and he handled the cleanup wrong. But I'm like 95% that is what happened. It just seems to me like that's the case.
1: It seems plausible. I I think Hmm. uh, it makes me feel the same. Does that mean you're not worried Uh, at all? No. I mean, I think we landed on just – and Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we just landed on Stefan likes attention. Like he's just a guy who likes attention. That's why he goes on Family Feud multiple times. Who goes on Family Feud multiple times? Winners do. He's one of few. <laughs> <laughs> Winners do. Well, it? does he win when he's on there? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He gives viral answers that are weird. Yeah. yeah. But he's just a guy who likes attention. That's why he's putting out tweets and cryptic instagram stories and whatever he's, they don't mean anything and i don't think he intends for them to mean anything and the only thing he intends them to do is bring attention to him so mm-hmm. i just think he likes attention he could have very well said all right great meeting coach on tuesday or hey physical thanks i'm gonna bounce i'm gonna go grab some chick-fil-a von didn't bring me any that day so <laughs> that i think he's he like uh, what just happened <laughs> i think he does it purposely like to toy with us he knows that
3: he can move an inch and that the Bills fan base will flip out and that that's really what he's he wants. He's entertaining himself by
0: manipulating Bills fans in the social media realm. I think you're both right. I think all yeah. three of us, I think we kind of like, what's the profiler? There's an old show called The Profiler, like an FBI profiler on serial killers. Like I think we, not that Stefan Diggs has killed, he's only killed a couple people. Like He's not a serial killer. Like I think we profiled his personality. It just seems like That is the fit. And as a 46-year-old man who does a podcast and still does like open white comedy, there's nothing wrong with wanting attention so bad that you'll do stupid things.
1: A little judgy. Well, if he is a serial killer, I'm guessing it was Stefan Diggs in the workout facility with a nonstick frying pan.
0: Nice. (laughs) A really, really nice that you don't want to kill someone with your frying pan because once you scratch it.
1: Mm-hmm. I and mean, easily right. wipe off the remnants. That's right.
0: That's right. Yes. But use <laughs> a towel. Thick. Like wrap a towel over the frying pan when you impale it into someone's skull
1: so you don't scratch the teflon. Mm-hmm. Learn one thing. Tony, one more one more conspiracy theory. Let's before we move on here.
3: I will let you unpack for our guest the Gabe Davis one. Because Ooh, I, that's, we that's know my that we, we believe Gabe Davis needs glasses. But I think <laughs> yes. Matt has the supporting evidence.
1: So Let's take a trip down memory lane here. Last year, Gabe Davis, for some odd reason, many claim it was an injury, but an injury to your ankle or foot or whatever, if it's was hockey, lower body injury does not preclude you from changing your whole catching ability. Mm -hmm. He went from a pure hands catcher doing the diamond to a clapping gator chomp, whatever you want to call it, type of receiver. And that just doesn't happen overnight. So I compared it to a little known celebrity known as Matt Greco in third grade who had trouble seeing the chalkboard. And I didn't want to admit it because I didn't want glasses. I didn't want people to think I was not cool. And I didn't want people to call me four eyes and dorky and things like that. Gabe Davis seems like a guy who comes off as he wants to be a cool guy. He's got the tattoos. He's got the fashion, da, da, da. I don't think he wants to admit he needs glasses, just like Matt did in third grade. But it finally came to a head because couldn't see the chalkboard. So I need glasses. Gabe, I'm here to tell you if you're listening, which Tony, we have evidence that players listen to this podcast. Just just go get an eye check. I don't care. I don't care if you do the George Costanza fake it. It's okay. Glasses are cool. They can be fashionable. Just go get your eyes checked. What do you think, Greg? There's a lot to unpack
0: here. Tony, you are on board with this one. You think that maybe glasses are a thing? <laughs> I'm on board with any
3: explanation that will lead me to seeing what I saw out of Gabe Davis in yeah. this past season.
0: So a couple of things. I'll I'll tell you that the glasses thing is big in that I, I myself wear glasses. I'm nearsighted, so I can't see. And I just, this is pre-phones, pre-nav. So when I had to go somewhere, I needed to know the streets to turn on. And I'm notoriously lost. I don't have a sense of direction. I have once gotten lost running in my own neighborhood, and that's not a lie. That happened to me.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm just, but so driving, you know, you're starting out driving, you don't know where anything is. I would always like never know where the hell I was going. And it's like I would get to the street and I would like, you know, turn, and it was always just very stressful to me to ever have to go anywhere where I didn't know where I was because of that. And then someone suggested when I was 25, I'd get glasses and I put them on, and it like completely changed my life. I was like, I cannot believe I have been driving around for nine years um, without glasses like it just it's, it's I can't believe people didn't die maybe they did um and I just didn't know you're gonna did. say wandering around your own neighborhood for nine yeah. years <laughs> no no I still I still have no sense of direction but I can see streets and now I don't even need to because my phone will tell me when to turn but that was, was like really you home
1: <laughs> yeah it was really stressful like
0: I'd be like what street was that Bushmill 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 I think that's a B and then I'd pass it And I couldn't like it was really I couldn't I put on glasses I stood in the office the optometrist where they put the glasses on my face glass everywhere. And I was like, I can see that seven 11 has two for one hot dogs. I went and bought two hot dogs. Cause I can see the sign. It was incredible. So glasses, like it's a huge thing. You might not even think he might not be ashamed. He was, might not think he uses them. The problem with that is, is that he could catch before. So what did it take one year where his vision just went that like, what, what happened? Like the cataracts. I perfectly fine until
1: third grade.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I he was a good catcher of the ball before that. And all of a sudden it can't happen. If I was the GM of a football team, I would like I'm kind of a like a, I a nurturer. Like I won't give up on a plant that's dying. My dog has to smell like sin before I put it down. Like I don't give up on things. So it would be super hard to draft a guy, like yell at him every day and then see where he grows and love him and then choose someone else. You would convince yourself. If you're someone like me, that, that guy's got to go. So I would be a terrible GM and a coach um, on making decisions like that because I couldn't even do it in like playing college NCAA 2007. It was like the last time I played a video game. Like if I had a guy and he, I recruited him and he sucked, I was, he was going to freaking catch um, 80 passes that year no matter what, even if he dropped 100 of them. So I have proof electronically that I would be like that. And I, I have a feeling that that might be a problem with this coaching staff. That's the one thing about Belichick. He'll die alone and burn in hell, but man, was he a good coach because if that you weren't bringing home the bacon, you were done. As soon as he saw it, you were gone, and um, I think that makes him a terrible person. So I would rather want to be the McDermott end of this if that is the case, like if they if they just won't admit that he's can't catch the ball. So that's possible that he sucks and they just won't give up on him. Maybe he just had a down year, but he's never really been consistent enough to know. So God, I hope so. God, I just hope that, man maybe his ankle hurt that bad that it affected his hands and it just got in his head or something. But if he's halfway decent, they're, they're so good. Has that been said? I don't know. Episode 86, you seemed okay on the bills. Like they're fine. Like they're the best team in the football.
1: <laughs> a lot league. has I, changed. in that's 50 a Kansas episodes. <laughs>
0: Okay, good. No, but I want to know like right now, like they're frigging amazing. They're going to yeah. win a ton of games and they're going to probably be in the AFC championship game. And beyond that predicting it's dumb. Like, because the playoffs, anything can happen. They need to be healthy and stuff. But they're definitely going to win the AFC East and win a ton of games because they're an incredibly good football team. You can disagree if you want to. That's my conspiracy theory, that the Bills are actually not bad at football. Well, that that's Sending shockwaves through the conspiracy theory world. (laughs) I think people should be on board with this.
3: Ancient Aliens is going to unpack this hard. Good, good. In its next season.
0: I don't know. I just feel like people kind of go insane. Um, They're too good now. We don't know what to do with ourselves because it's been so long. So the overreaction to me is just weird. I did answer a phone for 16 years where people would just, I would say WGR and people just hang up on me. And s- or swear because they're just angry that the bills are bad. So I understand the psyche of the sports fan of
1: Buffalo more than most people, and it's broken and fragile. So I get it. Was but it, was it tough vetting those calls? Would somebody call uh, and be like, oh, I want to talk about someone legit, like something legitimate, a topic that's legitimate, and then get on the air and be like, nonsense and swearing and stuff like that? So
0: you have to consider the mentality of someone that wants to call an AM radio station and like mess with it. Someone like that is not a criminal mastermind. Like the person that wants to get on AM radio, um, which I think most people under the age of 20, and I'm not kidding you, they probably don't even know what AM radio is. They just think that's a term. They think it's just another word for radio. Like most people don't know what AM radio is. So if you want to get on AM radio and like prank or mess with them, you're already like a dribbler. Like you're not an intelligent human being. you you're like, um, you're not smart. So they don't come in with a plan. Like sometimes they'll like, put me on the air. They're like, what do you want to talk about? No, I don't want to tell you. I'll put me on there. Like that would be an actual screen. And, and, and also the other thing you have to understand about AM radio and answering the telephone is that there isn't this bank of, thousands of people calling AM radio stations. Like who has that time? People have jobs. There was probably about 30 people that actually called the station. Now there'd be some people that would really cool callers that just had something to say about the conversation. Those were always the best calls. There were probably 15 of those callers that were really good. That would like play the game and they'd give given insight and they were really good. There are 15 that just would call and they'll get on and they were just there. And then there's like seven people that tried to just mess with you every day or just say something terrible. You always knew who they were. And we didn't have caller ID, like a lot of people thought. The guys at right. GR get mad at me for admitting that, but maybe it's changed since I left, but there's no caller ID. So you're just answering that phone and didn't know what you were getting, but you knew three seconds in whether or not they were serious. It didn't take long to to learn that. So just, they just weren't really good at hiding it before you know, getting on there.
1: I would just so- remember showing up in the Bulldog being on post game and just some of those calls and post games different like from drunken there's, fans post yeah. games
0: different because there's a lot more drunkenness so like that's not yeah should there should not be phone calls on a post game a terrible
1: no. idea I don't <laughs> so understand I that was some of the best shows. content
0: yeah see I don't <laughs> I don't like why I don't understand this like we record our in the huntcast after Bill's games so like and after a loss the, the entire game if it's not going well I'm just texting those guys and saying no pot like we're not doing a pod Like, only a psychopath wants to listen to someone talk about a game in which the Bills lost. Like, what is going through? Why would you want to do that? Like, that's terrible. That's a bad idea.
3: So, have there been any moments like recently, I guess, or, you know, in recent history in Buffalo sports that you've kind of thought, like, oh, Jesus Christ, like the person screening calls at GR after this, like, this would be like a nightmare moment that would just yield the worst of the worst in terms of what you'd have to deal with. Like, you, you like would know that, like, that's a moment that's going to really, bring it out?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I will often turn off without even thinking the callers. Like if you, you got like three seconds to impress me, if not, I can't stand your call. And that's not to say all calls are bad. It's just some of them. Like if they're talking about a topic and you call and you're off the topic, I take that so personally that I just get mad and I can't listen to you. Like I have to turn on off the radio and just drive in silence or turn on something else because like that ruins your day. If you set up Four hours and you want to talk about Gabe Davis. Like it's very hard, hard to run that, you know, forum. We're taking good calls, bad calls, whatever. We're talking about Gabe Davis. Someone calls in is like, yeah, I want to talk about Yuri Coolidge. It, like it just destroys the person on air because then you gotta pick that up. And then someone calling thinks, oh, I'm just calling a sports show, I can do that. Like they're not really doing anything wrong, but they're not helping. They're hurting really bad, like when you're on the air. If you've ever hosted uh three hours and taking calls, like you you're desperate for Phone calls, but then when you get them, they can ruin your day. So uh if a phone call is going bad, I'll just turn it off. But I can't think of a specific example. Yes. Um, mm. I would and I'll never blame the guy screening it because you never know what the hell you're gonna get. I do every single day hate that I can't just turn on a mic and talk on the radio. More. Like if I hear them mm. saying something and I have something dumb to say that ruins my life. I hate that I can't do radio anymore and be on that show and say dumb shit because it was my favorite thing to do. And I had
1: so many dumb things to say constantly obviously enjoyed you and your segments and skits and everything still i still listen to them today so uh you must have done something that's pathetic that you need to move on (laughs) i think a a core piece of our podcast at least is being able to have a platform to express our creativity with tony song parodies and segments we do and things like that so uh, i said at the top of the segment like I look at your stuff for inspiration because it's just incredibly creative. It's out of the box and, but yet oddly relevant of the time. And so, yeah, I'm always researching and looking into things like that. So appreciate that. I will say this about the Greg Buck bets real quick. Um, A lot of times that was like,
0: a lot of those would be like the guy's idea. Like I would come in and they'd be like, what if Adrian Peterson played a football game with a bunch of different Adrian Peterson's like, and I would just go. It helps when you're surrounded
1: by people that are like kind of really talented. Absolutely. Like Tony, like I'm surrounded by Tony. Tony's super talented and creative. When you, when you, when you let him talk. Oh yes. This is Um, empowering. Yeah. Speaking of the Greg Buck segments, which again, I mentioned are, are some of my favorite. If you could uh, call Greg Buck now, Greg Buck. I came up with some current events that I think would be great. Greg Buck calls. Let me know if these would, would have some sticking power here. The PGA LIV merger. I'd have to consider where to go with it. Like the first thing I think of is like
0: Saudi interference and in terrible things with like, you know, you can't go like, I wouldn't touch 9 Like I'm not doing anything like that no, on absolutely. a Greg Buck. But, you know, you got to know what is funny and what's right. just ridiculous. You got to know what you, what you'd be doing. And it'd have to be like an actual event. Like, is it the press conference where they're announcing where the PGA and Liv come together and probably have something to do with the awkwardness of like Rory and like how he stood up for the PGA. So you would just like, you always mm-hmm. got to find the joke and you always got to think of where it's going to end. Cause it always has to end. And everything with Greg Buck always ends disastrously. And that what actually happened with the bit is like, it was always kind of like self-deprecating. Like it would always be something terrible happening to him sometimes. So how would something horrible happen? maybe he had, like livestock or something like that. So you always gotta think of your exit strategy. Like if you're mopping a floor, don't mop yourself into a corner with a great butt bit, even if you have the best premise in the world, you have to have something to end it on. You can't just say post game coming up. You have to have like an ending thing before that. So that would be tough. Like that situation. It's t- I'll I can tell you a golf one I thought of that I wish I was on the radio to um like to make fun of or to play the highlight of something that actually happened. Uh was um was the Rochester guy that won. That got the hole in one, and that uh, was the, was the PJ Championship in Rochester.
1: Oh, Michael Block, the amateur guy. Yeah, so the amateur guy
0: that like, so now you have something that everyone's talking about that everyone knows about. So mm-hmm. if you make a parody about that, you're prime. Like people are going to know what you're doing, so that's good. Um, it, it'll get a lot of attention. And the trick with Greg Buck is you want to find someone that doesn't know that that's a parody, and they think it's real, and they share it. That's when you know you've really won. Like the Pat Kane yeah. Stanley Cup goal winning one people thought was a real goal call, which is the proudest thing that's ever happened. Um, that's still on YouTube. I would find it. Uh, that's one of my favorite Greg Bucks of all time, because people thought that that was someone's call of the Chicago Blackhawks goal. The Blackhawks beat the Flyers. Kane scored a goal from the side of the net that no one knew went in, And the joke was Greg Buck didn't know the game was over. And he thought the Blackhawks were fighting with themselves while they're celebrating. So that's a, that's a really long bit. You find that, but some people thought that was actually real. So with the golfer, the thing I found funny about watching that event was just how rowdy the crowd was and what I think I would just do, I would just have Greg Buck calling it, trying to be excited, but maybe the crowd just gets so loud and rowdy that it's not a golf crowd anymore. And that would be the bit. So uh, the, the, the crowd being loud is like 3000 people screaming, get in the hole, which I hate with a passion, but like Greg Buck can't, maybe he's mad because they keep yelling, get in the hole. So he just starts yelling at the, get in the hole guy. Like, don't you have a life? Get in the hole? It's not even interesting. Like, say something else. Say nice swing. Anything. What is with the get in the hole? Like, you. that's like, he just gets mad and like, he's trying to like, he's supposed to whisper and everyone's trying, I'm not going to whisper. They won't stop yelling, get in the hole. So that's what you would do with that. That would be really fun. I could probably have like eight bits on that. So... Or maybe yeah. money on someone else, and then this amateur can makes the so make it about him and how he's affected by this event having up, like the um, Reardon, Ryerson, Smith and Smythe, Slovakia, Bulgaria hockey game where Slovakia beat Bulgaria eighty-two to nothing. The bit was the goals were sponsored, so the Slovakia team actually donated right eighty-two goals, so he had to say the sponsor after every goal, and he just quit. I just talked way yeah. too much. I'm sorry, Tony.
1: <laughs> My favorite one was uh, the endless sponsorship ones.
0: Oh, that, that was one of the first ones. So that, is that yeah, the that one that with, was, um,
1: yeah. yeah. Jeremy it's White the is the ones. color
0: commentator on that. Did you know that that
1: was yeah. Jeremy White? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That was no, before, it's really
0: good. that was before Greg Buck was Greg Buck. We would just sometimes do a fake announcer to do stuff. And it kind of like the voice is even different. If you ever find that one might be on the YouTube site. I'm not sure, but we were just making fun of before the bills games were on GR there on 97 rock, everything was sponsored. Was the Ford score, the Heineken green zone. Like, and they still do that, but it was so ridiculous that Jeremy and I just went back and forth on Travis Renry runs for a one yard gain. If you're looking for a yardstick, call Acme Yardsticks. And like, you know, and then reversible play, reversible jackets. And there's no actual football. It's just the sponsorships. Jeremy is so beautiful in this. He just, goes off with eight straight sponsors. And we did it on one take. That was the best thing about it. He just, oh, really? like, wow. Yeah, need a relaxing break? Try Mary's lemonade. And he just keeps going and he's got like the Southern accent. <laughs> it's beautiful. And that was, so that was pre Greg Buck, but the same kind of premise. So
1: That was classic. It was like, uh, I this wasn't exactly it, but it was like, well, it's my guy. He runs for one yard. And if you want, to run, run to the good feet store (laughs) or something where you can get your runner (laughs) machine, like just so creative, so original, just great stuff. So the first, um, the first ever
0: Greg buck bit does no longer exist in the world, but I'll never forget it. And actually got me in trouble with Yankee fans. I was just why like Yankees. No one really hates the New York Yankees. People just kind of like, don't like Yankees fans because they're like arrogant and whatever we went all the time. This is like Yankees fans and we were watching a Yankees game and there's foul ball. And this guy caught it. And I, it, we were having a conversation just off air about why do people hate the Yankees? And this guy caught a foul ball and he's looking at the crowd like, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking, he's wearing a Yankee shirt. He's just looking like he's the greatest thing that ever existed. And we were like, well, that, like that, like that guy is just the worst. I hate that guy. So I did a Greg Butt bit in the voice where it's like two, three, the count to Jeter. Oh, it's a foul ball. Oh, it hit a Yankee fan. Good. Like that was just, that was the whole <laughs> bit. It was eight seconds long. And uh, it doesn't exist. And they don't have the sense of humor, the Yankee fans. So they
1: don't like that. I think a Greg Buck bit would be perfect for our. uh, We do a segment called draft season where it's just kind of a Mount Rushmore or power rankings. But one of our choices, and Tony was your choice, right? Was the the drunken fan who stumbles down the stairs but protects the beer. And then he gets up, like, oh, yeah, for everyone to acknowledge him as he saves his beer. Yeah, he saved and then the, the bit would be like, oh, he saves his beer and everyone's cheering up. Uh,
0: uh, it's an IPA. Uh, disgusting. <laughs> like, so you got to yeah. you got to you got to get you got to exactly. take yourself in the corner. You got to have it out so you can say mm-hmm. power spam coming up. Now you can do your own. Uh, buck. Take it. I don't need it anymore. So you guys do the Greg Buck.
1: That's oh, my your, gosh. All yours. Wow. I don't th- I don't think we even would come close to doing it justice. Yeah, so. I know. I don't
3: know about this. Although you did really teach us in detail how to do it.
1: Yeah, it, it's to know, it's formulated. To know it's now, it really, is formulated.
3: So yeah, now that it's now out there,
0: the actual production. That. So when I if I did one now, it wouldn't be the same because the reason I think it worked is because it sounds old. And what I would have to do at GR at the old radio station, I have to call a newsroom phone and go out in the newsroom and pop that up in audition and record the phone. Like, so it's, it was recorded over the phone, but an actual phone, not a cell phone. I actually think that's why um, the world is falling apart, because there's the warmth to landline phones that cell phones do not have. So when you're talking to someone on the phone, it, it really does affect, I'm so old, but it re- it's a huge thing to me. So there, there's this warmth in the tone of the phone that digital like effects cannot duplicate. Yeah. Again, I just keep talking. You just, you keep no. talking to me. I'm going to keep talking. It's a back. podcast. You have to end the podcast. Well, yeah, but this is a really, no one's listening to this. Like who, no, who we, drives an hour and 20 minutes? The there's no one listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> my social security minutes. number is 323 3, <laughs> that, that, That's how confident I am that there's absolutely no one listening to this podcast right now. It's too oh, long. Be this surprised. too long of a podcast. Get oh, ready can,
1: for some fraud on your credit card. They can have my yep. negative, they can have Come my negative
0: way. 828 dollars.
1: <laughs> See, that so, makes so, me
0: so. suspicious of that social
1: security number
3: because you said $828 and then you also said 8282. You have like an affinity for oh. eight twos.
0: What did I make up? Did I make up the debt or did I make up the social security
3: number? I,
1: I mean, there's only one way to find right out,
0: and you
3: could be a winner. You're right. You could be a winner. <laughs> You're right. This, uh, is, this is the next conspiracy to unfold.
1: It is. Tony. anything else? So,
0: oh, we're ending the first hour and going to the second one? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Post game coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Post game coming up.
3: How is Greg Buck taking on, if he was to call, Aaron
0: Rodgers' darkness retreat?
2: Oh, that would Rhyme.
0: be hilarious. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good That's Rhyme a good content. premise. There's a lot of... So, so here we are in the darkness chamber. Aaron Rodgers has agreed to not be in light for what was it, forty days or whatever the hell it was. And um, wow. and uh, this is this is exciting. We are going to find out what this is. So here we go. Nothing yet. Like it's just so you can do that. <laughs> yeah. You can just do that. Like say nothing yet three times right. and then just give up. Um, it's like someone is taking off my shoes. So, like you can make it interesting and like you know do innuendo and things like that. Or what is that smell? Is that Axe body spray? Like that wasn't in here when I got, so you can make fun of Aaron Rodgers. And, um, and how did Joe Rogan get in here? He's talking about, uh, I- Iver medicine, like, you know, so, um, there's lots you can do, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the dark.
1: That'd be prime it? content. I think cool. Greg, I think we've taken up enough of your time tonight, but we just love the stories. We love, like I said, your comedy and having you as a guest was, was an honor. So thank you so much for, for taking the time. I know we went a little over, but we really appreciate it because we just love hearing from you about the stories and, and your takes on, on the Buffalo sports, uh, current and past communities. So thank you again for joining us. If, for our listeners who don't follow you, and if you don't follow Greg, please do. He's obviously hilarious as you could tell this
0: was awesome. It was not too long no, the, hour, to that. the hour
1: flew by. It was like it was 48 minutes. Mm. It was like a <laughs> viewing of M night Shyamalan's The Village.
0: I didn't hate the village.
2: Was that was that, was that is that no, uh so slow
1: it's <laughs> still going on. I was like 35 minutes into that movie. Um Greg, where can our listeners uh follow you on Twitter? Uh, where can they find your podcast? That hopefully they're not paying for. No, <laughs> I mean
0: you can you can subscribe to the Patreon. You, you get additional blogs and additional episodes. We rated all the coaches in the NFL by hotness. Um, that's only a Patreon episode. It's three. Pa- it took three episodes. It was the stupidest idea ever. It may have been the most fun I've ever had you're in my time. Tony, we
1: got to rewrite our notes for next yeah. week's episode. hey, do it. I know. It sounds I'm telling right. you,
0: if you do it, it's you'll 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 think you you'll feel stupid doing it, and then you'll get into co- talking about it, and it's super fun. We um, do
1: something very similar, uh, oh, training really? camp when. The players arrive at training camp. We uh, judge their roster status, whether they're moving up or down, uh based on their fashion. So, okay. yeah, <laughs> based on their arrival outfits to training camp. If we, he's wearing we Croslite socks, status.
0: that dude's practice squad at best. Yes, so I get that. Absolutely, that is the in the hunt cast. I don't. It's just just stick in your witty city. There's no need. Everything with the city has everything <laughs> you need. If you want to venture out. If you have a four-hour drive somewhere and this episode just ended and you still only have 20 minutes to get somewhere, you can listen. To
1: and where can the listeners find you on Twitter?
0: Twitter.com. Gregory Bauk, <laughs> B-A-U-C-H. B-A-U-C-H it's the German word for stomach. And that is not... No,
1: really? That is, is that true? Is, but that is... Greg stomach. What an origin. <laughs> the middle name is yeah. can't. <laughs> Very get nice. It, get it, Tony? Very that nice. Was,
0: that was a joke, Tony. You get it? Yeah, I got you.
1: you do you know you have
0: permission yeah. to laugh when I say something funny? Like, I know you can't talk, yeah. but... You know, you can appease your guests by.
3: Matt won't let me laugh. Greg, let me get a quick lottery win in there for you. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Great answer,
0: Bruce. Thank you.
3: Or and people hex. listening we don't have, know, have no, no don't idea what the hell sure.
1: we're
0: talking
1: about. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's true. Great audio. Oh, Greg, <laughs> thank you so much. I, we really do appreciate it. And you're always welcome back to enter Witty City in the future here. So <laughs> yeah. hoping to get you on a, on a future episode if you can uh, grant us the time. And if you're doing any stand-up or any open mics like you mentioned, please let us know. I, I love going to see local comedians. Support local comedians. It's, it's awesome. Greg, thank you so much for being on. On. Appreciate all the stories. It was awesome talking to you. And uh, hopefully we can get you back on again in the future here. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, much. Have a good night. Go Bills. Go, Go Bills. Bills. That sound you hear? That's the sound of opening up a refreshing cold one on a hot summer day. And you know what's keeping my drink cold listeners? A quality koozie from Traveling Growler. Follow them on Instagram and check out www.travelinggrowler.com for all their cool designs. Keep the chill in your fill and travel in style with Traveling Growler. Now back to the show. And we are back. Once again, thank you to Greg Bow. Check him out on the In the Hunt podcast, local comedy shows if you're in the Buffalo area. Great interview. Very funny. Awesome interview. So thank you to Greg for joining us. Uh, Tony, what do you say we wrap it up, though, with a parting gift for the listeners? We talked so much about sports this episode. Let's pick something for the listeners to take into their week that isn't of the sports world. Music, movies, TV, leisure, something that we can recommend to the listeners. As a parting gift, Tony, what is your choice for our parting gift this round?
3: Uh, my partying gift is uh, a YouTube show that I recently discovered and have been watching. Oh no! Several episodes if you pick of. the
1: same thing, I do. <laughs>
3: oh no! It's, I doubt it. man. wild that you're also picking a YouTube show. This is way out of left field. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the YouTube show that I discovered that I've really been enjoying is called Best Ever Food Review Show. Okay, good. It's on
2: my...
3: Yeah, it's a breathe a a sigh of relief. Best Ever Food Review Show travels the world and will do food reviews. But really, it's like, it's not so much a review of the food as much as it is like you would see on uh, the old days of Food Network and like diners, drives and and dives and stuff. But it's more like reviewing the overall culture, food culture of an area, you're learning a lot about like the geographic situation of a lot of places around the world, but just like through the lens of food. And so I have found it to be a really interesting window into other cultures that I would have never would have known about. I'm really I watched like this, this episode, it's called Eating in Africa's Biggest Slum. And it's the slums of wow. Lagos, Nigeria. But the slums of Lagos, Nigeria are in... The whole The whole neighborhood is not on the land part. It's in the water. And all the structures mm-hmm. are on like stilts in the water. So like these people live mm-hmm. in this community, but they're too poor to get out of it. So like the whole culture is basically like you... Like they, they live in the water. And they like... It's crazy. In these wooden shacks that are like going to burn down. But like this is the only place they can cook. So anyway, I don't know. I was really into it I find it fascinating that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in it is
1: interesting um wow
3: in that so yeah so like uh, if you're into some world human geography this is a great lens to do it the best ever food review show
1: mm, check that out I is it kind of know. like bizarre is it kind of like bizarre foods with Andrew Zimmerman a little bit do they eat, I think like, it has
3: shades of that
1: weird things
3: yeah but it's like out of necessity it's, it's not like put it through the lens of like oh this food is so weird and wild and bizarre and it's a wonder that they eat this because that's already like written off as Well, we know their situation, so this is what they're making.
1: That sounds really interesting. Good good pick there. So check that out. Mine is also a YouTube show, and I was very worried for half a second there. You're going to also pick mine. Actually, I shouldn't say it's a YouTube show. It's an online show, but you can find a lot of the episodes on YouTube. My pick is a show that is brought to us by College Humor. If anyone remembers College Humor, that's still around. It's still a thing, shockingly. It didn't go like it didn't die with like Napster and Ebombs World, shockingly. I thought it did. You thought it did too, but I found this show and it's a paid service from College Humor called Dropout. And it's a group of comedians, nobody big, nobody you heard of, but comedians and kind of YouTube personalities who are very funny. Uh, And they do different games. And there's one game actually called Game Changer, which is my favorite one. And Game Changer is a show where there's three contestants who have no idea what game they're playing. So they have to learn how to play the game and learn how to get points on the fly. Like they have to realize like what is going on and how to adapt. And that's how they get points. Super funny. There's one about like premises like Simon Says. But they do creative ways to switch it up and make it not just straightforward super funny it's it's called dropout uh it's by college humor a lot of the episodes are on youtube if you like the sample they give you on youtube you can pay for the monthly subscription check it out on youtube at least it's free it's awesome there's a couple other game shows as well. Just, just a fantastic premise that I stumbled upon one day and have been hooked on ever since. So my recommendation from College Humor, drop out. And College Humor does still exist. Congratulations, College Humor.
3: Yeah, big time. Congratulations, College Humor on survival.
1: So listeners, I on guess for our parting gifts, waste away your days by just digging into YouTube. video. <laughs> yeah. That's our message to you. Uh, Tony, what do you say we wrap up the episode though? I'm ready to wrap this baby up. Wrap it up. Put a bow on it. Thank you, of course, to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Quality koozie starting at just $5. Shop local, support local, www.travelinggrowler.com. Podcast store, teespring.com. Search witty, not funny, all one word. You can also Google Teespring, witty, not funny. Hit that search button where the first result. Check out the podcast store, t-shirts, crewnecks hoodies tanks long sleeve all designs all original all sizes all colors awesome awesome apparel support the podcast we got our new t-shirt coming out this weekend our just freeze baby the hottest new phrase taking over bill's mafia (laughs) just freeze baby just freeze baby just freeze baby (laughs) so check that out but check out all the other designs at the podcast store, TESpring.com, Witty Not Funny. You can also hit our bio on Twitter and find the link for the podcast store there as well. Speaking of Twitter at Witty Sports716, give us a follow. We'll follow back. We love connecting with those mafia saber swords people out there. So hit that follow button at Witty Sports716 on Twitter, Instagram, Witty Not Funny Sports, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, Tony, where can the listeners find you on the, the Twitter?
3: They can find me at Tony Ambrose.
1: Tony. You can Ambrose also find me at Tony J simple. Ambrose. Whoa, Tony J Ambrose. <laughs> you can find me there. I
3: will say, I when I deleted Twitter, you can find Lent, me after <laughs> the movies. They, uh, when I deleted Twitter for Lent, the only account I was able to recover back of many accounts was to, at Tony Ambrose. But Tony J Ambrose exists. I don't know what kind of communication. You just don't know how to get into I, it. <laughs> I don't know the password. And I don't remember which email address is associated with. Oh. No. So, but you can you can get after it. Go for it.
1: Follow the podcast, follow Tony. Where you can listen to the podcast, of course, dropping every Sunday on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts are listen to for free. Unlike Greg's stuff where you have to pay for it. Greedy guy, that Greg Balk. <laughs> Check out our podcast, Built in Buffalo. Search Built in Buffalo. Search way not funny. All one word. You can find us. If you like us, subscribe, leave us a review. We we always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate it. I truly do mean that 131 episodes in here. So thank you, everyone who has listened, who is now joining, I should say, who is now transferring from Witty Nation to Witty City. Tony, send off for the listeners.
3: We are, as of this moment of this record, so we much. are uh, uh, 12, 13, 14. We are 16 hours away from summer from wow the sweet summertime
1: in witty city happy <laughs> summer everybody the witty breeze just the we we finally made it we finally made yes. it happy summer everyone the and witty, that's how we, the witty as, wind the witty wind that bit's going fast yeah, I know. we just put witty in front of everything as we say go bills and of course stay witty out there everyone thanks for listening peace witty goodbye oh you have to goodbye Later. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. You the bomb.
0: It's your boy DM3 and you're listening to the witty not funny sports podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.